I'm Natalie Mills. Hi, I'm Sarah Stark. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts, (laughs) just in case you're wondering. We're just, we're two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. Um, I, Sarah, have a one-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. And I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter, and three sons who are eight, six, and two. So, if you want to know that you are not the only parent who only gives your daughter quiet time when she when you need a nap, then you have come to the right space. So, as a reminder from the last episode, over the summer and maybe lasting into the fall let's we'll see we're just um instead of doing a yes a no and a hello every episode we're just choosing one so one episode might have a yes one might have a no one i might have a yes natalie might have a no maybe there's a hello in there you get the idea all our episodes will be a little bit shorter they'll be a little bit closer to 30 minutes instead of the full hour we're hoping that makes it easier for everybody out there to listen to in the busyness of your summer but if you miss it being the other way let us know you know we we kind of want to know what you think so yeah yeah and if you like what you hear or you don't like or you want to share a fun fact tell us about it you can email us at you can email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. What do you have? Are you ready? <laughs> I you have. have I Today, um, I want to talk about how unbelievably lazy I have been the last <laughs> like two and a half weeks. I have been so lazy, like a new level of unproductiveness. <laughs> it's been unbelievable. Is it and unproductiveness I, or... Much de- well-deserved rest. Because I just read a post that well, there's no such thing as technically being lazy. And I didn't ooh. read the rest of the post. But I am interested <laughs> in what that what what it says. So I just want to like, put that out there well, in, in the wavelengths for you. Yeah, you, you know, know what? I am actually really proud of myself because I have almost no guilt about it. I'll be yes. honest. Like, yes. there's and but I think part of it because I was trying to figure this out because it's not because um, sometimes I get really unproductive when I am feeling really nasty or gross or whatever, um, and that's not this case. I'm like having a great summer and I'm really happy. I'm reading a lot. We're playing board yes. games. We're like walking to the library all the time. Um, and so it's not that kind of lazy. It's just like a me being content and lazy. I think some of it, cause I've tried, I just was like, wow, I'm really like, this is a new level for me of just like not doing any chores or anything <laughs> around the house. But, um, Nick goes back to work next week and, but the kids will still be home for a few more weeks. So I think that part of it was like in my head, it's like, okay, I'm soaking this in before he goes back to work. And then I'm kind of on mommy duty all yes. of the time. Well, it but, does feel like yeah. you have to choose. Like if I'm going to clean one day, then it's kind of a mm-hmm. TV day for the kids. But if I want to spend yeah. time with my kids, then I have to like postpone all these chores and they kind of build up. Yes. So it's like yeah. you're choosing quality time with your kids and... I don't know. I think that's a good choice. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. It's weird. Usually in the, I think part of the reason I don't feel guilty is because um, it's kind of like Nick has stepped up in a really good way. And so he's been like doing a lot of dishes and cleaning because I'm just like literally sitting on the couch reading or I don't know, just like doing nothing. So things, it is your time. (laughs) Yeah. So the house isn't a complete pigsty, which I think is part of the reason I don't feel totally guilty. But the other part is just like yeah. I don't know I'm just I feel kind of happy and I don't know it's great but so um yeah I mean I've ignored almost every responsibility that I, <laughs> sure <laughs> I had this we have not done laundry in two weeks which means I'm really gonna pay the price for that this next week <laughs> we haven't you know? either yeah it's so bad yeah it's so bad um <laughs> we you know, you know, we had two big beach days this week where we were, or I, yeah, it was just, anyways, it was, um, yeah. So what I did is I Googled, um, of course, using the um, phrases so that I would get the results that I wanted. I just yes. basically Googled, like, why is being it's lazy good for podcast. you? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Why not just confirm our biases? Yes. <laughs> And in, confirm uh, everyone like, else out there. I feel there. like in healthy ways. Yeah, at least, every other at least it's not like confirming something terrible. Like, why oh, is totally. it okay to bully people or yeah. something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so I actually found some really interesting things. And the first article that <laughs> cool. I read is actually like Time Magazine. And they, um, here's the problem. I didn't write down what the article was called, but it was something along the lines of like why laziness is actually healthy for you. And the author made a really compelling argument. And he was talking about the difference between like, um, he said being lazy is good for you in general, but there's a certain kind of what he used the term idleness, um, which is like when you choose to do nothing, which includes choosing not to like scroll Facebook or anything like oh, that. Yeah. Cause he kind of described it as like not filling each moment with mindless distraction. But do, when you were younger, and this is one of those reasons, this actually really ties into that conversation we had a while ago about like letting your kids be bored And I feel like this is part of this, like not having a screen in front of your face or their face or whatever. It's letting them be bored is really good for them. And um, because I feel like when we were young, I didn't my family did not have like actual TV. We had an antenna, which was like you got PBS and that was about it. So I spent a lot of time just like laying on the couch, staring at the ceiling. And honestly, when I think back at that, it like brings a really happy memory. Like it like it makes it. Yeah, like it, I don't know. It brings like this like light, sunshiny kind of feeling to me because it was just yes. you. I didn't have to do anything. I was just laying there, kind of like watching, like the wind out, looking out the windows. I don't know. It's just so magical. So I love the idea of just like laying on the couch, not with my phone or my computer, um, and just kind of like staring off into the distance. I guess. But yeah, some of my anyways. favorite memories are of like my dad when he liked not to have the radio on when we were driving and so we'd have silence and he'd be like appreciate (gasps) the silence and yes um at first I'd be kind of annoyed but then it was like really nice and I started noticing like if it was night out the moon or the crickets or and and those are some of my like most peaceful memories is that yeah that's a great point nothing else going on it was really nice and like just being with my dad without like that comfortable silence yeah. Oh, I love that point. That's a great point. So um, this 
this article, Time Magazine, said that unfocusing can make us more creative and that research shows that we think about the future 14 times more often when our attention is scattered. Like so when we're just like being lazy or idle compared to when we're focused, which I think is really interesting because they kind of tied it into like um, setting goals for your future or even just like thinking about possibilities and ideas yes. and like that kind of thing. So um I thought that was cool. And then there was another website, which is like the opposite of Time Magazine. It's called (laughs) fairygodboss.com. The opposite. (laughs) If Time Magazine had uh, a parallel universe, it would be fairy god boss. (laughs) Now we're getting into the confirmation bias. Time worked. Yeah, but it said that um, people who are lazy are less likely to experience burnout. They have more. This is interesting. They have more improved efficiency. And I think for me, it's because if I'm lazy for five days and then I try and do all my work in one day, I am so like it gets done so quickly. You know what I mean? I'm super efficient. You don't Um, like stall. You just do it. And you're like, oh, it's no big. Yes. And then this one is waste less time. So make sure every because. um I thought that was because I feel like sometimes you think about laziness as just wasting time. But if lazy people make sure that every activity or work task is worth their time and energy, which means that they are technically wasting less time. And then um, it said that, like, if you're being lazy and binging TV, the um, research has shown that watching especially like drama TV, like Mad Men, um, can help improve your mental intelligence and recognize other people's emotions so so there you go moms of the world um i'm giving you lots of reasons to be lazy and not feel bad about it this week with your idleness and yes yeah (laughs) i like how it's like a win now you know yes binge watching netflix (laughs) that's what you're doing but you know i mean it was a little bit it was a little bit but it was it was just such a good week. I don't know. I, oh, I just, good for you. Usually when I have a week where I do absolutely nothing, I feel so guilty and yes. like almost exhausted from the guilt, you know, like, um, and so I, it's weird that I yes. don't, I'm not sure why I don't. I got a lot of vitamin I'm, D this week. That might be yes. it. But, I love that um, you don't. And I can f- like feel it in your, yeah. the way you're talking and the way you're holding yourself. Like you feel good. Oh, and it's I so nice to good. see that. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, but good. So, yeah. so that's my yes is just like celebrating and I think it's being huge. Oh, it goes to a lot to say when you have that extra support of cleaning at home with your oh, husband, 100%. Like with Nick. I yes. mean, wow, what a difference that makes, you know, um, yeah. too, to to relieve all that pressure so that you can actually just mm-hmm. enjoy your time. And yep. maybe it's not laziness. Maybe it's just support. <laughs> Which, oh my gosh. like, takes away the guilt. Yeah. You just, like, really... Sarah, that's the best point ever. Maybe oh, it's, like, accepting you. support. So you know? Maybe it's <gasps> not laziness. It. Yes. yes oh see nick yeah, i accepted like your support this week <laughs> yourself be supported yeah yeah oh that's a that's like that's a probably light why you're not moment. guilty yes yeah oh, i love it oh that's perfect that's perfect that makes All me right. feel really good moms let yourself accept support and even if you don't have the support to do the chores still just ignore them for a few days we're backing <laughs> yes. that decision it's worth 100%. it <laughs> something that brings you joy yes Yes. oh i love that i love that one 
Thanks. Because I love what? being idle. It's one of my favorites. I do too. I do too. We <laughs> went is. to There's the something beach. very satisfying, especially when you don't look at your phone. Like it's really yes. nice. Yes. So um, <laughs> when I have the yeah, but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that to like this is to prove how lazy I was. I wear a Fitbit watch to track my steps, and the only day I hit ten thousand <laughs> steps was the day we walked to the library and did all of this stuff. And the other days, like we went to the beach, like Lake Michigan Beach, which requires a lot of walking. We climbed a sand dune yeah. twice, and I spent so much of the rest of that day, including sitting on the beach, just sitting, that I only had like six thousand steps at the end of the day. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it was just, but you still like, climbed a sand dune. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was I love the, the funniest. Quote. What was the quote yes. for the boy? It was that you... so <laughs> funny because um, we were we were climbing, and it was a small sand dune. It wasn't Indiana Dunes. It was a small one. But yeah, he he looked over at me. I was like trying to get to the top to find my kids, and he looked over at me and just said, "I'm supposed to be on vacation." While he was climbing it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever climbed a sand dune, you understand that it is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. So yeah, it, it is it was not just, enjoyable. I don't know why people go and do that for fun. We used to have to do reps on it for cross country. It was the worst oh. thing that I mean, it was awful. But it just it like made me one laugh step forward, so one step hard. back. It's all right. What's your thing today? Depression. <laughs> to laugh at depression but i love how you just like... <laughs> <laughs> i felt like we went from something very wholesome and joyful to to that so i wanted to make the contrast stand That's out a little so bit funny. um so i wasn't sure if i wanted to talk about this it was it's been so much easier in the podcast to talk about previous depressive episodes mm. because i felt like oh i've gone through it i'm like in a good place now it's in the mm-hmm. past it's mm-hmm. and but when you're in it it's for me it feels very embarrassing to talk about yeah. but i also think it's important important thing to discuss and i know it's mm-hmm. getting out there more and it's good that that's the case but i do i did came across this great article that talked about the stigma of um stay at home moms having depression or moms in general mm-hmm. because it's and some of the points the article made were that you're sp- it's supposed to be like this really joyful time in your life mm-hmm. when you have kids and mm-hmm. a stay being a stay at home mom is such a privilege that you should feel lucky to do it and i do feel very lucky and i understand it's definitely a privilege and mm-hmm. at the same time i keep suffering these bouts of depression and so i thought i would you know just share a little bit about what i've been uh yeah going through um because depression uh it's just like the last few weeks have just been a roller coaster and i've just been kind of stuck on the downside um and the so for me depression manifests in extreme exhaustion i am so tired all the time Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. kind of makes everything worse (laughs) because everything's Mm -hmm. harder and um it's also another thing i think it's important to know about depression is I don't want to feel this way yeah like I wake up I feel this way I'm like I don't want this go away why are you yeah. here I I just like I feel like I don't know if it's through osmosis culturally that I get the impression that people think that you're like wallowing in especially if you talk about it maybe mm. that's part of the taboo um hmm. that we're working to overcome with mental illness like talking about your depression is attention seeking that, mm. or and, and even if it's not that way to other people, it feels that way to me when I talk about it for whatever reason. I don't know why. 
Yeah. I really don't. But but maybe it's the whole idea of you're supposed to kind of get over, like work through it, go on a walk, smile, and you'll get yeah. better. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I do that and, <laughs> unless I can sleep because I will sleep if I can. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it's still there. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so it just really hit me hard this last week for whatever reason. I've been really struggling. And if anyone else is feeling that way, you're not alone. It helps me to know I'm not alone, especially as a yeah. mom, for the reasons I listed, I stated earlier. Um, so a few reasons I think it's hitting me this, this season right now is coming out of COVID has actually been harder mm. for me. So really, it's interesting. I'm kind of an introvert, even though I seem very extroverted. Um, but I don't know, maybe if it's just like social anxiety or something. But now that I'm seeing people again, every time I come home, I'm like very self-deprecating. Like, why mm-hmm. did I say that? That was a stupid thing to say. And then I like, mm-hmm. it's getting this very negative self-talk mm-hmm. spirals. I think it's because I want everyone to like me and I still have that. And like COVID was a break from that. And so it was almost a relief yeah. that I didn't know I needed to where I'm not around people worrying about what they think yeah. of me is very liberating. You had like an and excuse so it's like, to not leave the house. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Yeah. Wait, which wasn't altogether healthy. It's interesting because when Evie was a newborn, the best thing for me was getting out of the house. Mm-hmm. But now that things have settled down, my favorite thing is to stay home and yeah. and only talk to people I know love me. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But I don't know. Um, some funny things are like, like at the park today, there's this um, Franklin went up to this strange guy and I think he thought he was Ben. And I was like, oh, he thinks you're his daddy. And I'm like, why do I always say that to random guys? Like they must think that's a weird thing. to say. No, I don't but then I come it. home. No, I'm sure it's not oh, a big deal. Yeah. But but that's the kind of example of something I say that I then come home to. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And, and oh. I don't know. I know it's so right now there's I'm I'm in this part of me that's like laughing about it but it is serious (laughs) it is an issue I'm very hard on myself and it's always been an issue so I've been working on that self-compassion piece that we talk about yes Um, but I have to start I was better at that self-compassion piece when I could just focus on myself during the pandemic in the quarantine and it's harder now that like more things are coming at me that are causing Mm -hmm. my old habits to recycle again yeah you know what I mean so it's like I guess it was what it is is it's like discouraging to feel like I've come so far and then to find that oh it's just because I'm not getting the and I'm not in this environment that's triggering it in certain ways Mm -hmm. so in, in one aspect I think I have come come far And then now it's like, I feel like I have to start again almost, which is kind of like, feels a little hopeless, but it's not. (laughs) I feel like I have to say that. Like, maybe I can just be pessimistic and negative. It's okay. Um, Because that's funny too, because I get negative and and pessimistic and then I'm like, start apologizing and feeling guilty for being so negative all the time. Uh, It's just, it's a, it's a, I annoy myself with it. What a cycle So talking about it. Oh, it's terrible. So talking yeah. about it is even harder because I'm like, I'm annoying myself as I talk about it. And that makes me imagine that everyone else is annoyed with me. It's just, oh, my goodness. Brains, man. Then also like comparisons, like I'm not getting out enough for the kids. 
it's it's when I'm in a negative spiral, everything negative gets much worse. And when I'm in a good spot, I don't even compare. And I'm pretty confident and comfortable and it doesn't I don't even think about it. But when I am in a depressive place in my life, it's like all the negative stuff starts coming back in to to my heart or something. Yeah. You know? And so oh, comparisons yeah, are much more prevalent, especially in the summer. It's like I even yeah. gone on one hike. I've been wanting to hike and then I'm hard on myself for that. And yeah. And then I also wonder if I'm still recovering from surgery because even though oh. it's it was it's not it was a minor surgery technically, it's uh-huh. still very traumatic for your body. And so I just wonder if maybe that's why I'm so tired all the time or yeah. I don't know. Um, also, maybe my body just needs to sleep because this kind of happened when Evie started sleeping through the night again mm-hmm. uh, after about oh, over a year or so um, mm-hmm. is I was finally getting enough sleep and I was like, oh, I'm going to feel better. And, you know, but instead I was more <sighs> exhausted. So it's like coming out of that survival sleep depression mode of having yes. a newborn of the first year with a newborn. Yeah, I think is also a big thing. Like this is like another weird transition of letting my body relax again. Yeah. So I kind of, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Cause it's only been a year since I had a baby, which is also a big thing and a big oh bodily change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so like absolutely. giving myself grace for that is something that I've been thinking about. Um, so I think there's some things that I thought maybe other people might not know about depression that I wanted to share. So for me, depression physically hurts. It's mm. like it's carried in my chest and it's very painful and heavy. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Horrible. It's like it feels yeah. like when I wake up, like I'm more exhausted because there's this weight and this pain that I have mm. to fight against to be. And then on top of it, to be a good like to take care of my kids. Yeah. So so I think it's compounded in a way in motherhood because you have to get up and fight that pain and not rest like your body's mm-hmm. probably trying to tell you it's some sort of signal right i'd imagine yeah. depression is um so you're waking up to try to, to fight that pain while taking care of others hmm. and then you're even more exhausted because because of that physical pain and weight it's yeah. interesting um like i said before i do not want to feel this way and i wish i could just snap out of it and then it's also it's kind of like seeing the world through gray colored glasses like instead of rose colored glasses everything's dimmer and duller and like less appealing you know like just seeing a beautiful mountain before would get me in this awesome feeling like i can't wait to get out there and see something beautiful seeing a beautiful mountain now is like that's nice but it's like less than yeah for some reason um yeah so those are just some things i wanted to share and then i think especially for moms and stay-at-home moms in particular, I found this article on uh, from Glamour, and it was really well done. And it was uh, talking about the stigma of stay-at-home mom depression that I thought I would share for other moms mm-hmm. out there. Um, and I'll just, just go ahead and read it. So it says, despite all the strides we've made in talking about mental health, depression is still stig- stigmatized as a personal failure. And I thought that was such a great way of putting it because I think that's mm. why I feel the embarrassment. Like yeah. I'm not doing something right to be in this place. Yeah. So on top of the feeling 
already manifesting itself. You have mm-hmm. all of these other things floating around that are just like hammering it, you know? Yeah. Um, so then it continues. Complicating matters is the fact that depression is often overlooked among stay-at-home moms because not going to work every day is viewed as a privileged choice, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. It's lucky. That often means moms who struggle may feel they don't have the right to speak out. That, that's funny because I was just kind mm-hmm. of saying that. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it like it's attention-seeking and I don't have the right almost to feel depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing bad has happened. That's another thing. It's like, why am I not thankful? I have a great life, you know, a wonderful yeah. house. I live in a beautiful area, a spouse who loves me, supportive family, you know. there. Yeah. That's another guilt thing. Like, I, there's no, I feel like there's no real reason I should mm-hmm. be depressed other than, like, I don't know. I think for me, it's I don't particularly like being a stay at home mom. Yeah. Like, I love my kids very much and spend yeah. time, but I want to do something outside the house for yes. myself, for my brain. I don't I want to use my brain in different ways than. Well, and we've I'm talked about now. this before where it's just yeah. like. That's okay to hate being a stay-at-home mom. Some people love <laughs> it, it so and that's bad. great. Yeah. Yes, but like, it's I don't wonderful. think that there should be any guilt with not enjoying it because it doesn't have anything to do with not loving your kids. Yes. I think for Thank me, you. it has everything to do with like the monotony of day-to-day, and that's not my kids. That's, that's exactly just a what day-to-day is. life. It's and the, so, the yeah. you know, the, the cutting up snacks and um, yes. the challenge of the morning routine it's the uh, chores around the house Mm -hmm. while watching kids it's the no breaks yeah it's the things like that it's the not being able to sit down and like problem solve adult like Mm -hmm. problems you know it's it's things like that for me so then this article continues compounding the pressure that many at home moms put on themselves to not feel ungrateful which I definitely do, is the message Mm. that if you're at home and unhappy, you have only yourself to blame. Common advice given to at-home moms, get up early so you can have me me time or exercise at home. Send the message that if you only worked a little harder, you wouldn't be so miserable. I do this all the time. I'm like, I'm sleeping all night now. Just get up at six and go on a walk, Sarah. You know, like you would would be so much happier for it. And yet I'm just like, no, I'm... I'm sleeping until those babies are. (laughs) But I love how they say that where it's like um, your depression is not because of your choices, you know, because I think that when you like, especially when you say things like um, you're you don't like to talk about it because it feels like you're seeking attention. I feel like it's if people have not been through depression, if they have not felt that they think that it's this like weird choice that you're making or just like well just you choose you have to choose to be happy and that's garbage we know that that's garbage whereas people who have dealt with it at all they know that it's it's an actual chemical imbalance in your body you know this is a um, medical thing it's not so you can't choose like you know and and this is an old thing but you know comparing it to cancer they're both medical things that your body does that's out of your control Mm -hmm. and so um yeah i think it's because like depression and sadness sound like the same thing but sadness is a momentary state and depression is like this perpetual health issue 
Yeah. I think. But even yeah. just like, yeah, the whole like getting up early and having time to yourself. And if you don't do that, then it's your fault that you're depressed. Yes. Like I love putting that weight or taking that weight off of that, you know, because it's not because of my choices that I'm depressed, you know, or whatever. I just, that is so eye opening, And, um, I just think that's really genius. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's too, it goes back to my wanting everyone to like me, people pleasing mm. side of myself is I don't want to talk about it because someone might not like it or might not agree yeah. or something. Um, but but me personally, like I do feel that way about depression that especially mm -hmm. after experiencing it, like I know I don't want this. I didn't want to bring this on. I know that I still love and I'm very grateful for my kids and my situation and, uh, you know, yeah. all all the the things that I get to have. I am so lucky. You know, I don't have to worry about food on the table or even financial things, you know, I mean, yeah. Very fortunate. Yeah, but when you're saying things like that, you're like trying to give yourself reasons why you shouldn't be depressed when yes. that's not how it works, so you true. know, saying things yes. like I'm, it's fortunate that you get to be stay at home mom. I mean, yes, but also that doesn't mean it doesn't yes. suck most of the time. You know, you <laughs> yes. can't you can't just I feel like when you, we're trying to overcompensate for it and it's just that's not how it works. You yeah. Know? So um I don't know. It's just like that's so true. I don't know. I don't know. Uh -huh. That sucks. I, I am I, allowed to be sad, even if my even life in fortunate circumstances. Is, even yes. in fortunate, yes, you're yes. not sad, depressed. But, you yeah, know, everyone's allowed to be depressed or whatever. Whatever's going on, you know. Pretty amazing. All right. Yeah, that's so it. That's, that's it. All right. Well, we want to hear from you. Email us again. Our email address is lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us, you know, um, what's your story with depression or how do you deal with um, feeling lazy or being idle? Um, do you um, know when you feel depressed? I don't know. Or share something that helps you when you feel depressed. Share us anything if you're feeling, you know, that open, open to doing so. Yeah. Um, and if you like what you heard today, there are some really important things that you can do to help others find us. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review us, and then share us with someone who you think might enjoy our show. Yeah. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lumpy Mother Podcast. And on Twitter, you can find us at Lumpy Mother Pod One. And definitely make sure to join us next Tuesday to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. Bye. 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 Bye.